Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Honestly Speaking podcast. We took a week off. We're back. So just like I always say, subscribe, write a review, share with a friend. Today we get into the hottest topic out right now, Israel and Palestine and the conflict going on. G speaks on being raised Muslim and what the whole conflict means to her. Farb chips in as our local scholar on the topic. And I just ask dumb questions. So we get into it. We break it all down. Um, it's something you're going to want to listen to. And before we end, we talk a little bit about the gifted and talented programs in the public school system in California and what that means for the students. So kick your feet up and enjoy. So we were off last week and we, we really, first we should make a disclaimer. We're going to talk Israel-Palestine. We don't have a guest on the show. So we're going to sidestep some of the deeper historical cuts that really an expert should be addressing. And really, I think just come in from some of our own narratives. Chi, do you want to kick things off? I mean, you're the only, uh, you know, you're, you're raised Muslim. I'm just, you know, obviously here in America, but I know you've been posting a lot about this. And this is something actually you've been following for years, because uh, I know you're mm -hmm. interested in going to Israel. So why don't you give the listeners a little backstory on kind of, you know, the journey you've been on this very intense uh, situation. I was raised Muslim. Both of my parents converted to Islam before I was born, but I was raised a humanist first and foremost. So what that upbringing looked like for me, interestingly enough, was a lot of research and education from my father around the Holocaust, actually, World War II, as a cautionary tale of the extremes of what can happen when we other people. And of course, growing up in Mississippi, my education was also rooted in post-Civil War, Reconstruction, Black Codes, Jim Crow, segregation, as another extreme of what happens when you can other a specific group, limit the rights of a specific group, and the evil that that takes, and the justification that that takes, and the excuses that that takes for it to happen, for the population of a country or a place to feel okay with that. Like, you, you need that specific element in order to properly, for lack of a better term, cleanse out a population or oppress another population that's within borders. So I was raised a humanist and I was taught that anytime you limit the rights of other people in general is wrong. So that is the, the basic foundation of my beliefs and why I stand with the Palestinian people in their right to fight against anything, anybody, any entity that's trying to limit their rights and the rights of their children to live in peace and to have equal rights to the other children. And that's how I feel. And I feel strongly that if someone loves their nation, like I love, I love America. I do. I know like a lot of people will be surprised to hear me say that, but I feel very, very fortunate to be where I'm at and privileged to be an American person. But was America's inception built on the backs of slaves? And 
the eradication of an entire population almost of the native population yes right so at the same time it's like does america have a right to be here like we're here you know but we didn't forget like how we came about we're here you know so i look at america and israel very similarly honestly you know like i don't know i don't want to get too much into the history of it like you said but I just think that is wrong what's happening over there. There's an over-policing over there, just like there's an over-policing here. I think it needs to be addressed. And I'm really happy that people are talking about it now and that it's reached this this level of exposure and that we have video now, just like you know we have video now with the over-policing of our people here. And it just needs to be addressed and it can't be overlooked. You know, we can't sugarcoat things. We can't whitewash things. Like we've seen that done in our history here. Like. Let's just get it out in the open and let's let's talk about it and how how we can, you know, help make sure everyone has equal rights. Yeah, it's basically that for me on a, on just a macro level. That's definitely where I come down on just the equal rights where it gets a bit more complicated, which is where it's easy. I know for a lot of people and myself included just to run in circles. It's just hearing, you know, all the different conversations. And I, I, I told you all I was spending a lot of time the past few days on Clubhouse on their, uh, there was a room called Balance and it was hosted by both Palestinians and Israelis. And it was averaging like 500, 700 people and they were running it 24 seven. And the moderators did a really fantastic job of making it a safe space where people, even if it got a little te like testy, were really just sharing their stories. And of course, once you start hearing everyone's particular stories, there's all sorts of trauma on both sides. And both groups' realities, even if they're not the full story, are their immediate realities from their families. And what's, you know, I think particularly tough is Americans want to just immediately equate what's happening to Black America to the Palestinians, which isn't a fully wrong, but it also, where it gets twisted is, you know, 6 million Jews were murdered in the Holocaust. And a lot of Jewish people have survivors in their families immediately. There's so much trauma in those populations. And we know the Jewish people have been persecuted for thousands of years, chased all over the place. And a word that was coming up really heavily in the conversation I was in was the definition of colonizer. The Palestinians and the Arabs were all calling the Israelis and the Jews colonizers under the terms. And in many ways, I think the literal definition is probably right. But of course, it's a very weaponized, I don't know if it's weaponized, it, the way it basically has been done throughout history is in a very negative connotation. What it's saying is all the Jews in Israel are from Russia, whereas many Jews from that area, some of them are Arab, some of them are Christian, some of them, you know, there's all, or some of these Israelis are Jewish. And so there's all these different complexities within that, not to mention that some of them were on those lands thousands of years ago and had been pushed out and moved around. So when it comes to the different claims, I think it's very complicated. I'm 100% against what the Israeli government is doing. I'm by and large against just systems of oppression. And I think it always gets complicated with people. I've also seen a, a, so many beautiful videos of Israelis speaking out on this and talking about the weaponization of their trauma. And what we also don't hear about is all the marches that are happening in Israel by Israelis you know, against this. So 
think about it on the flip. Like if, if, if people globally the past four years had just looked at news around Donald Trump and what was happening in this country, it would be a very fair assessment for them to say that that is Americans. And right now the party in power over there is closer to that brand of politics. And so you just can't ascribe, you know, a full stop thing. You can definitely contemn the government, but we also know how fast anti-Semitism immediately erupts the second some of this happens. And the last thing I'll say is we don't hear this a lot, but we give money to Israel because we're in a proxy war. You know, the Palestinians, specifically Hamas, are mainly funded by Qatar or Qatar and Iran. That is the battle that we're not talking about in the press. But that is like the real reason what's happening around here. And the problematic parts of the Palestinians, which don't support the people, a small, tiny group of people in power push that, and whether we're right or wrong, that is the big macro chessboard that's being played. And I don't know why it's like rarely brought up. And once again, none of the things I've just said were to point one way or the other. I'm definitely on the side of mainly the Palestinians when it comes to just what's happening to them and it's full stop wrong. But, you know, um, I think there's conservative and um, aggressive, you know, Israelis that take this to the extreme, just like I think Americans would take this extreme. And I just think that this is, you know, when you zoom out and just look at us all as people, you know, every country and every population, we are all split down the line into different boxes. And there's no group of people that are fully just and others that are fully not. There are bad perpetrators and good perpetrators. In this instance, the Israelis government just happens to be probably worse and the more powerful. But it doesn't mean that there aren't countries around them that also want their demise. So I, I very much want to what's happening to Palestinians to stop. But I think it's a little unfair and blanketed to just show some videos and say, this is the story. We say you want things for the Palestinians to stop. But I feel like there should be no but after that. That's just the the basic foundation, take away all the complexities and semantics around colonizing, all this, that. Why are these people's rights being transgressed upon? And who's doing the transgressing? It's beautiful that the Israeli people are standing up and marching, as they should, just like we do here. We killed half a million people in the Afghanistan war. Half a million people. And we didn't stop that. Half a million people. What did we do about that? In the what war? I'm sorry. In the Afghanistan and Pakistan war and the war on terror, I think we killed we killed like some crazy amount of people or casualties, right. exponentially more than what's happening in Israel and Palestine. And we still went on our day to day. Right. And there were people there were people protesting that. Right. You know, in, in America that that happened. It's our responsibility as citizens, you know, to to do what we can if someone's representing us and representing us as a nation, aka the Israeli government is representing the Israeli people. That is their responsibility. If they do believe that what's happening to the Palestinians is wrong, then they need to make that right because the world's watching and whatever Israeli government is doing is what the world is going to think that the Israeli people support. I'm very against what the Israeli government is doing. All I'm saying is like, let's just have a little reality dose here. We can condemn all the different things, but it's, I want it to stop too. I'm just saying we've done the same stuff. And we're also point, like, so we can keep pointing all the different fingers, but the people don't always have all the power. <laughs> we can be really against something, but still have people that are more powerful just getting stuff done. I'm not pointing any fingers at all. All I'm saying is like, I think 
as people who are not experiencing this, right, and we're not experts, hopefully we'll have some people on in those categories. The complexities of it, to me, has been used as a reason for people to just shut the fuck up. Like, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't understand the complexities. But no, I'm not going to shut up because what's wrong is wrong. We saw Jim Crow. We saw segregation. We saw apartheid in South Africa. We know what it looks like. I'm not pointing fingers and being like, you know, uh, Jewish people, this, that, and the other, Zionists. I'm not even saying anything about the state of Israel in general. I'm like, this needs to stop. And whatever needs to be done to do that in terms of, you know, the Israeli government being held accountable for war crimes and violation of international law, like there should be more pressure on them to do that. That's all I'm saying. Is the Israeli government, are they a democracy? How much power do the people actually have? Like, I'm a complete rookie on this. I don't know anything about any of this. So the government has so much power. So this is something we'll need an expert. I'm 100% on your team, G, in the sense of like the simple fact that it should stop. I'm just saying there's all these other reasons as to why it's not. And it's, it's, it's really easy, I think, to just be on the activist line and, and say, like, this should stop. And I agree with all of that. But what's the but? I, my butt is not about that it should, shouldn't stop. I'm very much for it should stop. I just think that I see the language very quickly. It always goes like 10 steps farther. It never st- is just like, like the way you said it, if everyone were just to say it that way, it would, things, it would be much easier. But it immediately derails into really aggressive, like even the questions I was hearing, even when it was somewhat civil in this room, people immediately started insinuating that you know they they as humans were just some other type of people that were just worse like the israelis had stories of hearing growing up about the palestinians and all the everyone on Mm -hmm. both sides were othering i guess is my point which is what we always do and to me that's where it's just so frustrating because i'm like of course and the thing is this is all their truths they all are in these little pockets of silos of, of hearing these situations where some group wished poorly on them. And that's true. Like, you know, you could point to um, the videos of Israeli or Palestinians being bombed, which is way worse than the other stuff happening. But you could also very quickly be like, but my friend was just beaten up in Times Square, which someone I knew knew one of the people that was like beaten up. And then like, that's their reality. And I'm not saying people are bad at like being able to look at proportions. Right. It's all wrong. Uh- Othering is wrong. And this type of violence that we're seeing over there cannot take place without an indoctrination of othering. And that's what I, when I started off earlier, talking about the Holocaust, talking about Jim Crow and apartheid, like it, it cannot exist without a history of othering other people, which leads to dehumanization in general. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Is there a caste system over there? Yeah. I mean, there's caste system in, in all the different groups. Well, in like Israel? In Israel, yeah. Are the Palestinians part of a lower caste? A hundred percent. In the society? They're probably the lowest. So they're the bottom caste over at Israel? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there's uh, there's checkpoints all across the, the, the country where they're getting stopped. It isn't just at the border. They're getting stopped all over the place. Yeah, the freedom of movement is limited. Freedom of voting is limited. It's just all limited. So, so it sounds like they're oppressed. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's fucked up. It's a police state. Yeah, it's fucked up. And it's like the same way that we talk about like defunding police here and police reform, prison reform here. It's like like we we know 
the complexities that are thrown out about that of like, okay, how do we do this? Right. And that's a whole other, that's a whole other issue. Don't get me wrong because you know, America is America. But this parallels there. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we think about the militarization and the policing of a people is to me, that's, that's definitely something to be looked at between America and Israel. Well, the questions I would have coming at it as from a complete amateur standpoint, because I haven't read and even just wanting to know more about this, I'm like, damn, like I really should read up on the history of this a little bit. But is it is it the case that you take it back to World War Two? It's the Brits. What you say? I, I was just saying the, the thing where this all so much of the stems is the fact that like Britain carved up Palestine in the 40s to give to the Jews after World War Two. Is that the case? Yeah. Yeah. As a part of reparations? Yeah, they had no right to do that in the first place. Was this Jewish reparations? They had no right. I don't know, and that's where that's this is where we need an expert. I I, I do not want to speak on this. I, I I should have read up on this, but we need an expert. I hear to... that. Yeah, we we know if that's the truth, though. That yeah. So the British, a former British colony, was carved up and given to the Jewish people without the consent of the Palestinians who were indigenous there already there. Well, so this is the this is the back and forth. The Palestinians say that they're the main ingenuity. Uh, the Israelis say they also do as well. Uh, from thousands of years, which, you know, if you follow certain scripture ah. and stuff, that, that is true. And But then where it also gets complicated is over the past 40, 50 years, the settlements have grown by hundreds of thousands of people continuously into Palestine land, which is usually the settlements mm-hmm. are typically from more like... You said based on scripture? Well, well, that's what they claim. So, you know, in a lot of these wars, it's like uh, Zionistic, like kind of religious people saying we need to be closer to this. That's not a factual document. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if all this is based on scripture, I think the whole thing is just wild of like, I should have this and you should have this religious. land. I'm anti-religious. Yeah. It's I mean, like, to me, it's like ridiculous. I think this whole thing is stupid because I just don't even believe in religion. I think it's ridiculous for Palestinians, bro. for anyone to say that they have claim to some sort of land. And this is why that, that we're going to treat these people this way. I think it's ridiculous for any human to claim that they own land. This is this is Earth. But we're we're tribal warring people. We've been doing this for thousands of years. We've been fighting each other for land. So this, it, once again, this isn't a, uh, a group problem. This is a human thing. And this is where this always gets so stupid to me. It's like they even there's like DNA stuff over like a lot of Jews and Palestinians yeah. have like, you know, back in the day, like similar lineage. They're, a lot of them are from the same ground. They just people started going in different lanes of religion. It's so dumb. Bro, if you're going by scripture, Abraham is the great, 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 great grandfather of all of them. Abraham birthed Isaac and Ishmael. They, in return, you know, birthed Islam, Judaism. Like, they all cousins. I mean, the other thing is, like, a lot of Israeli folks could have converted to Judaism somewhere between Abraham and that. And genetically, they're not even tied. Hebrew folks are people of color. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, when we start getting into complexities and, like, the basis of it, and it's, like, rooted in, like, some religious document of people who may or may not even exist, it's like, come on, bro. Like, what are you talking about? The, the, the main thing is, like, stop treating these people like this. Stop dehumanizing these people. And they need to stop dehumanizing the, yeah. the other as well. Like, it's just all messed up. And I, I don't know. I get so passionate about it because... I mean, at the at the end of the day, like people are dying, people's homes are being demolished. Israeli folks are f- afraid; they're in bomb shelters. We need to get to the cause of it. And if the Israeli government is causing a lot of the aggression, 
Like we need to hold them accountable, whether that's, you know, international law. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> you know, like we got to get to the root of this because going back and forth with complexities is the reason why it's still going on today. I mean, I was joking with that statement, but not like actually fully, really. It's like people's inability to like back down off these like hardcore lines. Mm-hmm. Just the word on complexity. If to get to the core of it, don't you have to understand the nature of the causation of the thing? Does that take a lot of complex? Yeah. Does that take a whole lot of complex thinking and research? Well, right? I know you can't do it without history. history, you know. But I, I don't know, G. Your your point about the othering, and then far your point about it being deeply human. I think about that all the time. I think about that all the time. The othering and how things mm-hmm. get to this stage and how populations form countries which are you know social constructions in and of themselves and you know join the un which Mm -hmm. is a social construction of of just you know allyship across other social constructions and it's just like the the deeply human part of it is um i think even slaby said this back in the day is that humans are bad at being on their own on, on their own or otherwise they end up snacks <laughs> for other things that we got to group up yeah. for survival's sake. But then when sheer survival is right. over and you've gotten past it, the groups remain as just a, as just like a sociological fact that's hard to get away. So it's just that part of humanity that's tied to our history that we just are not as a part of our evolution. We, we haven't shaken yet. And it's having these really bad effects. I can I can tell you up and down how exactly that's played out in America, but I, I but I can't do it with other countries. And I think that there's something like this happening in Israel that's worth investigating. But the one thing that I'll say that maybe maybe it is naive, but like if it's the if it's the case that after World War Two, the Jews got as a part of reparations or something of that got the land that was not rightfully to be given out the first place by the you know british empire you know and at the time the jews who are fleeing the bottom caste of nazi germany or after the fall of that regime in world war ii would go and just do it to another population why why would that be surprising i mean you look at um i i immediately yeah sure uh but i i immediately think of after the civil war black soldiers who fought for union and emancipation after world after after uh, the w- Civil War, stayed in the army, and then the army turned west to westward expansion, and they became Buffalo soldiers, in in killing indigenous people, um, as a part of westward expansion, being part of of this this other movement to now oppressing indigenous people. So it's it's going back into the Civil War where indigenous people who were still holding down territories fought with the Confederacy. You know, to destroy the union and enslave black people. So it's it's a lot of mixing up here. Um, so it's not it's not surprising to me to hear that maybe a one group who was bottom cast over here went over and started a, a system where they're upper cast over there. And I don't I just kind of see that as being something kind of predictable, but not totally surprising. I don't know if that's what's happening here, but when I saw this blowing up as a topic and not knowing much about it. That's where my mind went. When you think about all the history, and I know, Eddie, I know you're like really into history. And that's one thing I love about you. Oh, gee, I appreciate that. You keep me grounded because my head's always in the clouds. Um, But when you think about (laughs) when you saw that officer leaning on George Floyd's neck, did you think how this is so complex? 
what about the history of the Buffalo soldiers? And what about, <laughs> you know, what this, that, and the other? Like, did you think about any type of complexity or were you like, this is out of control, it's been out of control, this police state is treating another group as not human and being highly aggressive? Like, what? what's the complexity in that? It's just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. Like, stop doing that. Just stop. It's not okay. <laughs> It is wrong. You know, maybe you didn't think I would. I did think about the complexities <laughs> because George Floyd is that's been happening for such a, a long time right. and not on camera. So the George Floyd thing, it did. It didn't hit me like it was some like outlandish, mm-hmm. spectacular thing that, you know, I was surprised about. I was not surprised. I just didn't erupt the same way other people did who maybe they were surprised. I'm ta- I'm talking really I wasn't that was really rhetorical not from you as a black man standpoint but imagine like white Americans who who you know were told about the complexities their whole life their whole life yeah. and now they're surprised to be seeing this. Seeing an Israeli sh- soldier just you know like you said I, I know the videos you're saying the videos like trivialize things and like people just point at that but seeing an Israeli soldier casually just shoot the, a young girl in the back as she's entering her house like i don't need to know the complexities of that shit that's wrong why is it okay and what type of atmosphere has been bred over there in their military since 1948 that make them feel like that is okay because they know they can get away with it that officer ain't gonna get arrested or tried for anything let's talk about that like i don't need to know the complexities of the history to know that that's not right how do you expect it to be recourse you don't know the environment that spawned that. I mean, the off that officer is not, I assume, who shot that little girl in the back is not unique to that system or that particular history. Just like George Floyd's murder. Unless he not, is. He wasn't unique either. This yeah, the atmosphere right. has been bred. Was it unique? It needs to be addressed. All, all of the bullshit that's going back and forth that's continuing to perpetuate the yeah. other, continuing to be anti-Semitic and or anti-Muslim or anti-this, like, I don't condone none of that. Y'all know I... I speak about that shit every day when it comes to my activism. Like I don't condone any of that. As of 2018, 507,000 people killed by the war in terror in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Pakistan. That's what we did. Oh, yeah. 507,000. Civilians? Directly or indirectly, yeah. Yeah. About half of that was in Iraq. Yeah, and those numbers are low for sure. Those numbers are super low. In Iraq alone. Definitely. The amount of civilians that were killed. And Bush out here walking around, palling it up with Michelle Obama. That man's a whole ass war criminal walking around here. Keep it 100, G. Uh-oh. He's painting now, G. He's working on his, like, painting therapy. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, and I'm, we got to look at that and look at ourselves, too, and hold ourselves accountable of, like, why is that okay with us as American people? Because Muslims' life don't matter that much to us. So, you know, just the same accountability that I'm trying to, like, say that there's Israeli citizens should have like America has similar issues where we need to be held accountable to of like why is that man walking around a short a shorter topic I want to bring up I've been seeing libertarian right Twitter losing their well mainly tech Twitter losing their mind but I sadly kind of agree with them is uh the Cal is California's banning the gifted and talented programs in math so they're going to be like cutting back on like calculus in high school and I guess like algebra, pre-algebra in eighth grade. Um, so now they're they're making it. The, the, of course, now they're like falsely equating this to like a whole like this is because of equity. And, and instead of having equality, the whole equity crew is now fucking up everything. And to me, I'm like, this actually is an equity. This sounds like dumb policy. <laughs> it's like maybe we need to change the name, but I'm very for if you're like 
a young kid who's progressing quickly in maths and sciences, you of course should have programming to keep up with you. I don't think anyone's against that. S slowing down people's academic achievement isn't equity. Well, you got to put it in context. I mean, if you think about that in just absolute terms, I haven't, I didn't even see that. Oh, it's all over tech Twitter. Cause a lot of the tech Twitter went through the program. I went, you know, this is a public school thing. I went through gifted and talented programs. And like, you know, I was already an ADD kid who was bored in class. If I was like something below, I would have been that much more bored, right? Like it doesn't do those kids any service. At the same time, it doesn't do kids who aren't getting the right attention, <laughs> right? And the thing which of course is always missed in this argument they, they, of course, these like VC guys went on this whole then rant about how, oh, should we uh, should we lower basketball hoops because some people like can't dunk? <laughs> and I'm like, that's not the fucking point here. I hate here. Twitter so much. <laughs> we, equity's there because of like actual systemic oppression that's been government brought down. But just because like there are some dumb policies, that doesn't mean it undercuts what it's actually trying to do. And I just... We never can just walk and chew gum at the same time. Like, I actually agree with them in this, like, finite point, but it doesn't mean that there's not broader points to it. And, of course, it, it dovetailed into, like, cutting the SAT. And I think we can want to have fairer systems and also be for having people have high scholastic achievement. Well, gifted and talented. Here's what I know about gifted and talented. And this goes to public, public school system, like you said, Farb. And when you talk about public schooling in America, what are you inevitably going to bump into? Segregation. So when schools after, what is it, 54 Supreme Court or 64 Civil Rights Act, when it actually court ordered desegregation started kicking in, the federal government started saying, hey, states, stop fucking around, integrate these schools, right? And then you get, you know, the Little Rock Nine and you get Ruby Bridges in New Orleans, like you get all of these things in the 60s and 70s. Oh, not only was did was, uh, you know, that sort of the the advent of private schooling in mass, you know, what they call them segregation academies with which is white children withdrawing their um, selves or the parents withdrawing them from public school system. But you need to get those public schools that actually got integrated. And historically gifted and talented programs have been used to track students on different tracks internally at the same school. So you effectively segregating students within the same school. As far as I've read about um, the public school system and gifted and talented specifically in, in states that have diverse populations, that's the cudgel that it's been used for in that context. So that's what I think about when I uh, putting gifted and talented in context, rather than thinking about in absolute terms, who would, who would argue with absolute terms? Like gifted and talented, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. But the way that it's being used, maybe it needs to be quote unquote, abolished and then rebuilt again in an equitable way. But gifted and talented has a fucked up past. So, but all you need, and everything is a fucked up past and I would be sure, let, let's redo it. But what they are doing is they're cutting back on higher level math. Now that that does take away from kids who actually would be in those higher level math classes. So take rename it, do all these things, but don't take away higher level achievement. That doesn't make sense. I mean, you know what, these kids, it, it's, it sucks, but the you know the, the what is it? The chickens coming home to roost. Corrective policies are going to hurt people in the immediate a little bit. It's like paying down some debt that like somebody's going to get to fall in the middle of it. What's the point of cutting back on higher level math, especially when we're especially when we're thirty seventh in the world in math? 
and and all the major jobs and economy are so much like are derived. It doesn't really make sense. I, I get your point of like the bigger stuff, but once again, to me, this feels like an overcorrection. Are they stopping there, or is there more to follow? Like I just, it, I don't think like it, I, I would highly doubt. And I got to read more about it in California specifically, but I highly doubt that it's like, oh, okay, we're done here. Like wrap, you know, let's wrap it up. I'm sure we cut math, more to boom, it. Boom, boom, done. Out of here. We out of here. I'm sure that there's more. I'm sure it's part of a, a more comprehensive plan, but I'm sure people are probably or certain publications are cherry picking to distort it. I'll say it's coming from like very regular publications. It's not like coming from, you know, the daily caller. So um, I'm sure I'm sure there's more specifics that I'm missing here. But the the big ticket item is they are cutting back on higher level math in the state of California, which I think that's a pretty hard thing to argue. It, once again, it feels like we can we can repeal things or we can try and change things, but it doesn't mean we have to step back. By the way, it's not like only white kids are in high level math. I get it disproportionately, all the different things you're going into. Are we talking people of color? Are we going to have the people of color conversation? Yo, you know what we need to do? Yo, for, for I know, I know we're, we're, we're up on time, but we got to have the people of color conversation because need, we need to talk the truth about people of color, number one. But also there's another conversation I want to have about education, the value, how we value intelligence in America in a fucked up way. Like, I want to talk more about that rather than just sort of personal growth and camaraderie, you know, camaraderie and community, more like sharpening these kids into into economic fucking tools, uh, you know, how education has changed a bit. I feel you on the, you know, we're low on the math total ranking across certain, you know, countries or whatever. We're still richer than all those fucking companies. But how did that happen? So it's like there's there's things here that we need to, to draw out what's causal and what's correlative. But I mean, I want to have the whole intelligence and education talk because I think it's we value intelligence way too much in this country. We got a lot more. This this will be good. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Peace.